This is 3P Theory, the podcast for AEC professionals seeking to elevate their knowledge on green building strategies and practical design collaboration for sustainable mindsets, bringing you changemakers, innovators, and sustainable leaders who have positively impacted the industry. It's time to get inspired, motivated, and fired up to take action towards a greener planet. Here's your host, Mike Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the 3P Theory Podcast, where industry professionals share insights to equip, engage, and encourage sustainability enthusiasts and practitioners to create a better tomorrow through the built environment. Today, I'd like to welcome Ian Prunty with Comfy, who has an amazing message to share with us and our listeners about tenant engagement in the commercial real estate sector and how building managers, owners, can really help maximize their potential to provide an enhanced experience for their employees. Ian, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, thanks for the opportunity to share a bit about our company, Comfy. Definitely, definitely. One of the great things, well, and kind of challenges that the corporate real estate market has today is that they are really forced to do much more with a, a lot less resources. And so, you know, with the rising employee expectations, you have limited resources and inaccessibility to data and being able to capture that data efficiently really provides a space for you guys to help fill that gap. Um, and I think Comfy really helps kind of close that gap by providing data analytics to provide a workplace where teams can deliver amazing employee experiences and even uh, provide enhanced operational results. Um, so starting off, tell us a little bit more about yourself and kind of what your role is with Comfy and a little bit more about Comfy itself. And I know that it's it's really kind of morphed and changed over the last couple of years, especially since uh, we initially met, which is a couple of years back. So I guess t- take us into a deep dive on that. Yeah, happy to. I'm a sales director currently uh, at Comfy. I have been with the company for a little over three years. And what I love about my job um, and it, is that it allows me to focus on two things I find really fascinating and really have my whole professional career. The first is how we build community, what community means to us, uh, and specifically how we build community within, within major corporations. And the second is how we harness all of this new technology that is coming into the built environment, and particularly in commercial buildings. And you know, as far as what Comfy is and Comfy does, um, at its core, Comfy is a workplace application that allows end users, employees, um, to better engage with their office, the space that all of us are spending upwards of 70% of our day. Now, as you probably know, to date, uh, the end users had very limited control of this space. And because of that, all sorts of pain points have arisen. And what Comfy is really doing through our workplace application, and this is something you can access via your, uh, your computer, your smart device, via app is allowing, is creating really dynamic, meaningful experiences for end users around some of the biggest pain points in the office. By that, I mean, you know, coming in to start the day and perhaps offices transition to a flexible work environment, being able to find that desk that's available. Perhaps, Mike, I run into you. We know we have to to do a quick meeting and finding that room that's available, booking it and, and having that quick meeting. So things that are more environmental, like requesting and receiving a wave of warm or cool air direct to your workplace, or perhaps dimming or brightening the lights in a given space. These dynamic experiences, along with several others, we see them working in concert and having a huge impact 
on the way folks uh, are productive and user productivity over the course of a given day and the way employees generally feel about their environment. Now, what's also really meaningful is on the back end, all of these unique engagements are surfacing next level, really new to market data about how people feel about their space. And that data allows us to create a virtuous cycle, if you think about it, um, where the end user is surfacing their preferences, uh, the corporate real estate or workplace team is gathering that insight as they're seeing people make different requests in different spaces, and then using that to improve the overall built environment. So the end user experience that's dynamic is incredibly meaningful, but so is the data and insight that these experiences provide back to management. We feel like, you know, when you have all of this information, you can really create this kind of next level experience for your employees. Yeah, I totally agree. It's interesting that you mentioned data. Uh, I think a lot of, you know, data points are starting to be captured as it relates to thermal comfort and the workplace environment, because it it does, as you mentioned, or at least as you're alluding to, uh, being able to make better informed decisions, right? Uh, Especially when it comes to um, renovations and things of that nature but also just kind of understanding the day-to-day to be able to really provide that enhanced experience for both the employees and tenants. There was actually a metric or a statistic that I heard the other day that talks about the amount of data that's just been captured um, just over time and the amount of data points and things of that nature globally that we have. And one of the things that stuck out to me was the fact that 90% of the data that we have now, whether it's used or not used, has been captured in the, the last two years. So if you think about, you know, all the, the data is being captured, whether it's through mobile devices, things of that nature, you know, analytics, uh, it's really incredible to see, you know, how capturing this information and being able to use it is going to be really impactful, uh, especially in the uh, AEC industry as it relates to designing better, uh, building better and things of that nature. Absolutely. And, and thinking, creating better employee workplace experiences, right? And I think what's the challenge with the fact about all of this data that's been gathered in just the last two years is you don't want to present data for data's sake, right? The folks we work with, the heads of corporate real estate, heads of workplace and facilities, don't have time to parse through a lot of noise in terms of data. Mm-hmm. But I think the other real challenge that's before all of us is how we drill down and find really meaningful insights that can shape the direction of that senior leader that's thinking about a new office or thinking about a major infrastructure investment in terms of BMS or or, uh, issues like that. You know, give you an example, uh, one of the projects I've been working on is really focused on space utilization at a given site. And for years, the team in this given space had been sharing that they really needed more square footage, that their team had exceeded that space. And so the first step uh, was a movement to kind of a dynamic work environment, right? Pre-addressing, hoteling, this has so many names. But at the end of the day, you know, the end user uh, comes in every day without a dedicated desk, and it's on them to find, find that desk. And so Comfy partnered uh, with, uh, with this large tech client, actually, on delivering this experience. And so through sensor data at each desk, end users were able to come in, open the Comfy app, and see what desks were available you know, a desk that had a green light on it essentially indicated it was free. The end user could go and sit there. And so lots of data coming back to us, right, in terms of when folks come in, when folks exit, all anonymized, of course, but so much data coming back to us. So what are the points that really matter? 
Mm-hmm. What we found was obviously utilization was key, right? So the assumption had been this space was at 100% occupancy. What we actually saw is about 43% occupied. And so uh, when you think about the cost of an additional lease or even the cost of additional construction, understanding that true utilization was incredibly incredibly meaningful for, for the client. The other thing that was valuable was seeing how people were adapting to such a major change in their workplace environment. And you could see these patterns emerging about how folks were coming in and utilizing the space, what spaces were preferred. And this really really informed that client as they move forward and bring kind of a flexible work environment across their portfolio. And so um, I hear you on all this incredible data that's coming forward. And I think the challenge for all of us is how we harness all of that data and, and filter out the noise and provide meaningful insights that actually are actionable. Definitely. Yeah. And one of the other questions I had, too, is when it comes to deployment or implementation, uh, I guess, what are some of the strategies associated with, you know, implementing this in a particular space? Uh, Does it vary quite a bit when you go from market sector to market sector or is it about the same? Yeah, you know, I think it varies widely because the companies, you know, major uh, Fortune 500 companies that we're consistently working with have a variety of use cases. Comfy's now deployed across millions of square feet uh, around the world. And so the deployment may be for a, a client who is tripling their workforce in India over the next three years and forget the cost of building a new building. They just don't have the time. So they're thinking through huge utilization challenges. How can Comfy help them better use that space? There's a huge rush and perhaps they're look, we're looking at a one and a half million square foot campus to get uh, this solution deployed as quickly as possible, all the way to a client who knows they're uh, perhaps moving into a new headquarters in, in Manhattan. The, the price of that lease is ex- extremely high. Uh, so they want to run you know, a 300,000 square foot pilot in one of their kind of core offices in a campus somewhere else in their portfolio, just to understand the kind of experiences and um an insight company can provide. So it, it really it spans uh, all sorts of use cases. I understand. Okay. I do think the commonality, though, across all of those is that folks are really trying to unlock more value from their workplace investments, right? So in each of those instances, you've got this existing infrastructure. Sometimes it's incredibly sophisticated with all the newest lighting and infrastructure solutions you can imagine. But Comfy plays this key role of kind of being the end-to-end solution that harnesses all those infrastructure investments and brings it back to a more meaningful experience for the end user. And so while, you know, I listed a few and I could probably list a hundred permutations of the different use cases for Comfy, right? I think the commonality is that effort to get more value out of the existing workplace infrastructure and really deliver that value back to the end user. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I know that um, like most sustainability initiatives, well, not even sustainability, but just implementing something that's new, people are going to have to adapt and to that change, uh, whether it be at the corporate level, at the local level. What are some of the challenges you see, some of the challenges that, that the clients face that you're working with, whether that's on implementation or developing the business case? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it's an interesting question because, uh, you know, Comfy has uh, been focused on de- delivering, you know, this great workplace experience uh, through our application for, for many years now. 
And so I think the answer I would have given you just a year ago is very different than the, the answer today. I think early uh, in, in our company's history, folks were just starting to get a sense for what this kind of workplace application could mean. They were just beginning to think through, right, connecting and harnessing these IoT solutions back to their um, their employees. Whereas today we have a very defined space emerging, right? We have senior vice presidents of workplace and of workplace technology. And so the challenges have evolved. Uh, but what I think folks really face today, particularly among real estate and workplace teams, you kind of touched on it, Mike, when we were, we were starting is there is this downward pressure to cut costs, right? And real estate and facilities being seen as a cost center, uh, while at the same time, there's this huge pressure uh, to improve employee experience. You know, and the labor market is tight. Employee retention is challenging. And the expectations of the generation coming into the workforce now are very high, particularly when it comes into terms of a connected space, connected building. And so those are kind of conflicting challenges, right? Cut costs, create a better experience. <laughs> and so our, our clients are trying to reconcile those two. So for Comfy, uh, because it's a software as a service, we're not requiring this huge infrastructure investment and solution. So that definitely doesn't make us a cost driver. Uh, and at the same time, we're delivering huge ROI in terms of reduction in hot and cold calls and improved employee productivity. And as I, I mentioned earlier, space utilization. Um, but then at the same time, we're seeing this ability to impact and really delight the end user with uh, high numbers, you know, upwards of 60, 70% of folks still using the application in a given space. The year after we launched, this is definitely a compelling solution. So it sounds like I'm, I'm plugging Comfy a bit maybe, but what I'm trying to say is here are these two competing uh, challenges that really we see our teams faced with when they implement any sort of uh, workplace technology, not just Comfy. But we have been able to, you know, uniquely adapt to those kind of two competing challenges. I think the other thing that is always a challenge too is just thinking through a strategy for some of this new to market technology, right? And so uh, we've gone from folks three years ago, maybe thinking about um, a small scale project involving one IoT solution, let's say a smart lighting solution, to folks working over the course of 24 months to design a multi staged workplace technology strategy that's going to reach across their entire 18 million square foot portfolio. And so I think that kind of planning challenge and, and the scaling challenge is, is another thing our clients are, are facing and working through. Yeah, that's definitely always a challenge um, is scalability when it comes to implementation. Um, and I guess, so, sorry to interrupt you, Mike. I, one thing to, to add to that too is, you know, in some instances, folks have made huge investments in their building infrastructure, and they've got all of these uh, smart sensor solutions, lighting solutions in place, but they don't have kind of an end-to-end -end solution to harness all of these uh, different tools uh, that are in their building. So figuring out what they can do to incorporate all of those solutions. And again, you know, I think that's where Comfy has seen some success is our ability to kind of harness all of these solutions and bring them back to the end user for, for their own control. Yeah, no, that definitely speaks to um, what I try to, I guess, preach about a lot in terms of uh, implementing lessons learned uh, and actually being able to capture, you know, whether or not a particular strategy, strategy uh, whether it be through design or through operations in terms of uh, how things are deployed in the workspace and whether or not it actually worked. Uh, you can collect data and do surveys and things of that nature, which are somewhat subjective. 
But when you're actually able to have that sensor data and be able to, to comb through it and find certain insights to help improve your business strategy or improve your workplace engagement, then that goes a long way. And I think where you guys are really hitting on, which is really, really great among other other companies that have various softwares, uh, implementation strategies, is focusing on that occupant and employee piece as a part of the building performance, because it's a piece that a lot of people don't think about. And it's kind of categorized into that soft cost uh, piece when it comes to ROI on certain strategies, right? And so it becomes increasingly more challenging to, to capture that data. But I think this helps kind of bridge some of the, the gap there. Because we, as we know, there's been a lot of push towards energy efficiency, water efficiency. Uh, but then when you look at the entire building life cycle and the things that actually have huge dollar amounts or cost to the, the building, it's the employees or it's the tenants, right? So being able to put some kind of a focus to be able to enhance that piece of the puzzle uh, is only going to further maximize your ROI um, because typically what it's maybe two to four percent in terms of the cost when it comes to utilities. And so having a huge focus on something that you only have a small amount of impact or can only have a small amount of impact on relative to occupants is really, really important. Yeah. That's so true. And I, I think about a off-sided, in fact, this statistic is so often cited, I'm not sure who we should uh, cite for, for its creation in the first place. Maybe you could tell us, Mike, but it's the 330-300 rule. Are, are you familiar with that or maybe your listeners are? Uh, I think I have heard of that, yes. Yeah, this notion that we invest $3 per square foot in our commercial space on energy, $30 per square foot uh, on the lease, and $300 per square foot on that employee. So when we're thinking about an improved efficiency, obviously we want to address that largest investment, which is the end. And I think that's something that increasingly when we talk to the heads of real estate or even the the CFOs of some of these major Fortune 500 companies we've been lucky enough to work with, that's just something they get and know intuitively. Um, Now, there are lots of of studies, whether it's ASHRAE uh, or uh, Chan School of Public Health with the COGFX study. Lots of good resources for folks who want to dive into the nitty-gritty of how you might measure productivity or the improvement in working in a healthy and dynamic work environment. But again, fundamentally, this this idea of the 330-300 rule is something that I think folks just get in their gut that's a huge driver for for improvement. I don't want to shy away, though, from from all the other other things that a workplace application like Comfy is able to, to address, whether it's operational efficiency in terms of zeroing out hot and cold calls, or to, again, to kind of go back to reducing that, you know, improving space utilization, perhaps reducing overall required square footage. Sure, sure, yeah. It sounds like there's, um, there's a lot of different applications, and I'm sure there's been some, some positive unintended consequences uh, and benefits that you guys have seen from implementing Comfy. Are you able to share any of those at all? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. Um, and it makes me think of a very recent experience. So, you know, the company application, as you know, is uh, at the core of the application is kind of a map where the end user identifies where they are and, and sees what kind of dynamic tools they may have access to, whether it's temperature requests or reserving a desk or reserving a room. One of the more recent additions has been amenities. And this came from another tech client uh, I, w- I was working with that um, had issued out kind of a, a workplace survey and folks had come back and said, we have no amenities. 
So they invested millions of dollars in creating amenities across their campuses. Survey went out the next year. We have no amenities. So uh, <laughs> really frustrating when you make that investment and folks uh, still don't see the investment you've made. So we brought that to life by mapping those amenities throughout the various floor plans. And now they're even searchable. Uh, we both had them on a campus map. So you could see your EV charging station. You could see your car wash. You could see your dentist. And I thought this was compelling and I was excited for it to go live. It was a, you know, anytime you bring a new solution into your uh, workplace uh, application, that's exciting. But I was on site for kind of voice of customer research on launch day. And my favorite quotation was actually yelled at me, which is, we have a hair salon? I had no idea we had a hair salon. Uh, and somebody had hovered over that and seen that they could, in fact, kind of book an appointment. And so folks were realizing there was a dentist's office on campus. So that's one that really surprised me, both in the, the, the importance of the use case to our clients. And I get it, right? Millions of dollars invested. You want to see a return on that but also in just how disconnected the employees were from this solution that, that the company had worked so hard to bring to them. Wow. Yeah, no, that's, that definitely has a ripple effect because, I mean, now you're impacting, you know, increased revenues by those amenities, right? So now that dentist office, maybe we'll see more appointments and generating more revenue. Same thing with the hair salon and so on and so forth. So that's really great. Yeah. And, and Mike, if you think about it, uh, so that's kind of the corporate uh, perspective, right? If you can imagine the Comfy app being deployed across a, a given company's portfolio or campus. But what's interesting is some of the things we hear from our commercial real estate clients too. You know, Comfy also works with some of the largest uh, commercial real estate companies gosh, in the world. And they own both the building and oftentimes the restaurant on the bottom floor of their building. So they want to call out those amenities from a retention perspective during the lunch hour rush uh, I don't want you going across town to eat at a different restaurant. Uh, how can I make you better aware of the delicious lunch that's that's in the building? Well, I can flag that amenity to you. I can allow you to click on that and then link to a third-party uh, page that may allow you to even place your order. So you can just go downstairs, pick it up, come back upstairs. So um, a lot of folks focusing on that uh, amenity component uh, in a way maybe I, I didn't know was coming. That's great. That's That's pretty cool. It, it, it kind of reminds me of what, and I, and I hate to make the comparison because I think there's a lot of people making that comparison nowadays when it comes to just innovation in general, but how Uber is able to provide the essence of selling you time and giving you time back and the convenience that it offers uh, as opposed to other alternatives. So kind of in the same vein with this, providing that 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 convenience, providing that time back to you and hopefully helping you to become a more productive employee. Uh, and then in return, being more productive um, and helping generate better profits and revenue for whatever that entity is, right? Yeah, and it's, it's interesting that you, you mentioned Uber because I think what gives us our strength from our application is actually a commonality we have with ride sharing. And that's that the immediate, we'll say immediate gratification, but it's the dynamic experience of of needing that solution and getting it right away, whether it's a wave of warmer, cool air or finding that available meeting room and booking it or finding a car that's two minutes away and can take me to the airport. Um, you know, this shared commonality is uh, the key to the convenience is that it's dynamic and you get it right away. And I think that's a huge differentiator for Comfy versus what's becoming, a, you know, uh, happily a, a place full of, of workplace applications and solutions folks, uh, folks might have access to. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it's, it's really going to be amazing to see this start to, to develop and more companies start to implement it. Um, so I think they're just going to see so much value out of it. And as you already alluded to, you're working with some of the, the large corporate campuses, which, you know, they have huge portfolios. Um, and so being able to just implement that at a large scale and really be able to uh, also have that interaction with that type of technology as people are, are getting familiar with some of these platforms and things of that nature, uh, it'll only help with some of the uh, retention and just the overall learning curve. Uh, because, you know, with the emergence of, of IoT in general, as it relates to buildings, uh, I think there's a huge uh, market for that as well, which just kind of ties into that. Yeah, that's right. I mean, as this universe of solutions gets more and more full, right, from, you know, ability to adjust blinds on demand. Uh, I know we've mentioned lighting. Some folks have talked about uh, badging in and, and gaining access. I think there will always be this demand for th- harnessing all of these disparate solutions and kind of unifying them, bringing them back to the end user. And so yeah, you're spot on in saying it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I think some of the most creative uh, solutions are, are probably yet to come in terms of the building technologies we still haven't seen. Yeah. Well, in terms of, I just guess, overall deployment, development, um, and I always ask this to a lot of um, companies that are doing innovative things, uh, that's actually making a really, a really big impact. And maybe uh, not a lot of industry professionals or people in the community, whatever market that they're in, uh, may not know about that particular practice or implementation of software. Uh, and how it works and how it can benefit them. What is your perspective in terms of why other companies aren't using Comfy? Well, not using Comfy yet. <laughs> yes, important distinction. I'd say the same thing, not <laughs> using Comfy yet. It's a good question. You know, I think anytime you bring something that is as new to market as Comfy was when we started the company, gosh, probably depending on how, how you track five and a half to six years ago now. Uh, anything that's that new to market, right, that's empowering employees to have these dynamic experiences in real time, it's going to take time to carry over the, uh, the market and, and, and reach its full potential. That's just a natural evolutionary process. I think, honestly, what's so amazing to me is how quickly we already have scale, right? We're over tens of millions of square feet in, gosh, last count, and I have to check it weekly now, I think in nine countries, and more to deploy to this year. I know we're going live in Malaysia and Israel uh, later this year. So, so to me, really, the narrative is how quickly we have scaled. When you think just going from, from this concept to the much larger company we are today. Now, I think the other reason that scaling has occurred so quickly and, and why it will continue to ramp quickly is, again, goes back to this software-as-a-service solution. And you know, when you think about all the infrastructure, both from a cost time perspectives, the idea of having a pure software play where, you know, at most, the only thing we're shipping out is, is a gateway device. But in many instances now, not, not even that for, for some of our clients. That's what's really empowered us to scale so quickly. I think people are also just starting to catch up on the potential of these solutions and, and of a connected, uh, you know, smart, smart building in general, right? Smart building technology in general. And so as folks become more aware of the benefits, I think the dollars and the investment and the time are going to follow that even more than we're, we're seeing today. Do you find that 
you know, entire building owners or managers that, you know, occupy and own an entire building versus, you know, a company that's a tenant to a building. Is there any challenges with that in terms of implementation? Uh, or do you think that's a barrier for some folks? So I, I think the answer isn't whether one is more challenging than the other, as much as it's about these two unique client sets using Comfy for, for very different reasons. So we talked about the corporate campus model uh, and then the corporate client quite a bit, right? And in their case, key drivers, we've discussed productivity uh, and, and employee retention, the ability to retain uh, the, the, best, the best people, making better use of their existing infrastructure. For our commercial real estate clients, it's oftentimes about retaining the tenants, right? So making sure they see value in the lease they're paying through the service they're providing. But they're obviously not going to be tracking the productivity of their tenants' employees, right? That's not, that's not a key value driver for them. But I, I think what is is making sure that their, their tenants find value and then really making sure that their building is being run as operationally efficient as possible, you know, um, that there aren't HVAC faults there, they're missing, that, as I mentioned earlier, that their tenants are aware of all the amenities they've worked so hard to bring into, into that commercial space. So, uh, no, I, I don't think one is, is more challenging than the other. I just think very different motivations for engaging Comfy between those two, two subsets of customers we have. Yeah, I can see that. Well, some of our listeners care about sustainability and energy efficiency. Can Comfy help them reach their sustainability targets, whether that's you know, lead certification, well certification credits, and things of that nature? Not only your listeners, but but myself. I mean, it's a, an issue that is uh, so important to me and, and a motivator in the work I do. Now, I think we we talked earlier about kind of the virtuous cycle Comfy is seeking to create, right? By surfacing new levels of insight through the application, bringing those two kind of the decision makers in real estate and, and facilities, allowing them to create a better experience. The end user then engages that better experience and surfaces more insights. So you're creating this, this virtuous uh, cycle. Now, I know you're a sustainability expert. Does that sound familiar to you, Mike, right? It's, <laughs> it, it couldn't be more in line with the way we think about sustainability in our commercial buildings, right? And, and so I think the, the virtuous cycle that Comfy is inherently creating between building managers and end users opens us up to have huge impact on the sustainability of a building, whether that's reducing right, the overall square footage of a, of a corporate client's total portfolio by improving utilization, uh, the energy savings we do see a 15 to 25% on HVAC heating and cooling costs when our, our clients uh, leverage the temperature component of our application, all of that is kind of feeding into to a very similar virtuous cycle that's being created. And, uh, you know, more specifically, we have had clients use Comfy to attain uh, lead credits. There's certainly well credits that we have um, some folks uh, uh, looking to leverage Comfy for, as you would imagine, you know, particularly turning or tying to, to thermal comfort um, and, and innovation. So there's more specificity there too, but I will spare you listing out all the credits. I, I think that's a good fit for. No, I will definitely have uh, that resource for our listeners uh, on the website so they can uh, browse through that content. Uh, there's some some pretty great uh, opportunities to really help maximize those scorecards and really provide some great value to those buildings. Not to necessarily derail the conversation, but one of the things that kind of made me think about this when you're, you know, talking about the discussion is 
you know, I, I think solutions like this, among, among many others, um, as we start to see more technology implemented in buildings uh, that inform decision making, especially when you start to think about uh, artificial intelligence and augmented reality and things of that nature, um, all helps to minimize or really eliminate some of the silos that we see between the different disciplines. And I think this is a way to help more engagement between uh, building managers and operators with the design team and ultimately the owner as well. I think many times, whether it's on the front end of the process of design uh, and implementation or even in post-occupancy, you know, there's this disjointed or, you know, disconnectedness from those particular entities. And I think as we start to look at the integrative design process, you know, this will start to merge and start to really enhance that entire process and workflow. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And I mean, just another kind of parallel to to good sustainability design practices, right? Getting everybody out of these silos is, is always a good exercise and I think leads to a better and, and more efficient building uh, every time. Definitely, definitely. Well, um, I guess kind of transitioning into a more personal side of things, I know that as a sustainability professional and as a practitioner that, I guess, promotes sustainability and energy efficiency, you know, even to the point where you're looking at tenant engagement and how that kind of has some synergy, you know, there, there has to be, uh, I guess, what you call it, some, some thick skin <laughs> uh, resiliency that you've built up over time. I always compare sustainability professionals to kind of entrepreneurs in a way, because there's a lot of, you're going to get a lot of no's before you get that yes. And I think um, there's a lot of a lot of pushback that we get on certain initiatives and showing the business case of value. I guess over time, what's kept you, I guess, motivated and moving forward? And aside from this being kind of a passion uh, for you, uh, which is really great to see uh, people that are working in their passions. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right to make that comparison between sustainability professional and entrepreneur. And, uh, you know, I, I certainly would have seen myself, I've seen myself as more of an entrepreneur in these last uh, years that I've had a privilege to, to work for Comfy. And I think in both of those roles, yeah, you do hear no a lot uh, at first. But what I've enjoyed about both of those, those roles myself has been, you know, a real deep belief that the work we were doing was so important and that the product worked in the case of Comfy and that we really could uh, improve uh, employee satisfaction and deliver operational benefits to, to our end users. And so if you know, the, in my case, if you really believe fundamentally in the product and its value, um, you can hear all the no's in, in the world and still believe that, that things can keep moving forward uh, and that there's value here. I think the other piece of that is Sometimes it's, it's about finding the right way to communicate the product that you have. Uh, I think this is true for sustainability. This is true for entrepreneurs. And so, you know, I think Comfy, for example, if you were to talk to uh, our buyers, I think you'd hear a variety of reasons they use the application. But at the end of the day, it's about improving the employee experience. It's about improving their overall operations. And yes, there's the, the benefit sometimes of, of, of a more sustainable practices, right, in, in terms of utilization and um, energy consumption, but it's finding those key value drivers for, for the folks who are your clients, right? And, and really making sure you're orienting towards those, that, that their concerns and pain points are your true norm. And if you keep 
dialing in on that more and more specifically, your product's going to keep improving. And the way you communicate what your product can do is going to keep improving. I guess the last thing I'll say, just to be completely honest with you, is I have the benefit of living in Nashville, a city I love. Uh, you know, I know you're down in Texas. The joke is uh, Nashville's Austin's cousin with a stricter father. We're just a little more buttoned down. But we've got, uh, we've got a lot of live music. And my friend group and the, the people I see in my daily life in my neighborhood are musicians who face a level of uh, rejection and challenge that makes any entrepreneur uh, or sustainability advocate probably feel very good about, about their position. So I have so many friends who keep on battling through much tougher forms of rejection with far less of a support net. So it really doesn't feel, it doesn't feel discouraging to me. That's good to hear. Yeah, no, I mean... You know, everybody's journey is a little different. And I think uh, where you find, I guess, solace and, and support is surrounding yourself with individuals, whether it be in the professional realm or not, uh, it kind of helps support those efforts and keep you going. So, yeah. Uh, well, I guess in terms of things that, um, you know, may, may be in scope for this particular product or initiative or even outside of it, what are you cr- curious about right now, whether it be, technology and innovation and what you're doing, or maybe even in your own personal life? Yeah. Well, professionally, I'm curious about noise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we, Comfy's uh, platform addressed so many of the main pain points in the office, right? Inability to find space when you need it, poor lighting, temperature discomfort, right? The number one complaint in the office, I think, at least according to ASHRAE. One of the other big complaints you'll see, though, and, and maybe, Mike, you've seen this in working with your clients, is noise. And so I think there are a lot of interesting, I think what people are generally calling soundscaping solutions out there. What's the right one, right? So white noise, I think there's been some research that suggests that creates additional stress. Uh, So you don't want to be piping in white noise. Some folks advocate uh, and and have psychological research around sounds from the natural environment, right? Uh, Water, trees, these things. But how do we address that, that noise issue, particularly as we see workplaces moving increasingly to a flexible workplace environment where we don't have a dedicated desk, we don't have our office. Uh, how do you accommodate for noise? And what's nice about my role, and I think our work at Comfy in general, is that whatever these new kind of frontier solutions are improving the workplace, we're always going to be that conduit between that solution um, that is installed and then communicating it back to the end user and empowering them to control and maximize that benefit that's been put into their, into their building. So it's great as these kind of new ideas and technology come out there. I'm fascinated by them. And I'm also aware that, you know, at some point, I think Comfy is very likely to integrate and work with them and bring that value back to the end user. Yeah, I think there's a lot of value in that. And, you know, I'm really interested to see how you guys are going to evolve over the next couple of years. I'm sure there's going to be more improvements and enhancements uh, to really maximize or further maximize what you guys are already doing. So I'm really fortunate to have, you know, run into you. I'm trying to remember how we actually met a couple of years back, but I know we were going through a couple of case studies and trying to, to develop a business case for implementing uh, for an office move. And um, we really touched on a lot of the work that you guys had been doing with Salesforce. So it's yeah, really great to see some of those success stories. Yeah, I'm, I'm just as excited to see where we'll be in a, in a year from now and two years from now because there's industries changing so much and we're bringing so many more solutions to life inside of our platform. Definitely. 
Well, uh, I definitely enjoyed having you again uh, on the show. And uh, I'm sure our listeners were able to, to get a lot of insight and value out of this where they can maybe implement it on their new office project or their new corporate space and um, kind of understand, you know, what are those benefits and how they can really improve that tenant experience. I think, you know, moving forward, just in general, as it relates to, you know, analytics and being able to drive productivity and performance, this is definitely going to be something that's going to be looked at more often under kind of a microscope from building owners and managers and being able to capture that and inform decisions is, is key. Absolutely. Well, I, I certainly appreciate the time to share a bit about our company and what Comfy is uh, is working on. Great. Well, uh, until the next time uh, we meet, we may uh, decide to do a part two of this. But <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll talk again when we've got sound controls built into the Comfy app, right? For sure. For sure. <laughs> Thanks for the time, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for listening to 3P Theory with Mike Brown. If you like our show and want to know more, check out buildingiqpodcast.com or please leave us a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Join us next time for more insightful knowledge on high-performance building design.